And welcome to another edition of the Nerdy Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Pedersen, with my brothers and fellow nerds, AJ and Josh. Today, we are going to discuss the rental market, what has been happening within the last decade or so, and the changes that have been coming about in the recent years, specifically uh, since 2022. So to start off... should But should we start off with a this or that? Can I get you one? Do you have one? Yeah. I have one for the listeners. This or that's this. If the fr- you the fr- are enjoying the content that we are putting out and you've been listening listening consistently, the this or that for you is should you tell all of your friends and fellow agents about our podcast or should you not? That would be the this or that. And I think I know the answer to that question. I vote is should. I think should as well, Luke. Yes. How do, what do you think? That sounds like a, a weighted question. Yeah, it is. So tell all your friends, guys. We're we are putting this content out for you guys. We're trying to help agents to better represent their clients. So if you like what we're putting out, feel free to share it. Talk to other people about it. Let us know what you think. Or if there's a topic that you guys think we should discuss, we would love to hear about that too. Because frankly, sometimes we scramble around to get these topics out. So um, yeah, let don't us know. Don't let them into the sausage making. Uh, we, we have been spending so much time prepping this. Come on. <laughs> and recently, if you didn't know, we're also right now working on starting a property management company. That we just got an LLC for today. Today. License activation, hopefully tomorrow or by Monday. And so possibly the reason why the rental market has been on our mind quite a bit. And that's maybe why this is the topic that came up today. Absolutely. Great segue, Luke. And so to start off, I just want to chat about, and and most people know, but just so the listeners who haven't been in the rental side of things what that's looked like over the last five to 10 years. It's been appreciating, um, obviously, just kind of like the housing market has been. So give an idea of how much appreciation, what's that lo- what that's looked like over the last decade. Yeah, I mean, rents have been a point of discussion in a lot of media sites, right? So if you follow anyone, whether it's, you know, someone like, I think Hassan Minaj did a bit on rent increases. Um, but just so good. So funny. Uh because rents have rents have gone up so drastically in the last, you know, even 20, 30 years, we've seen roughly eight to ten percent average increase in rent. This is like a global U.S. number um, or macro U.S. number since I think like the late 80s. So when you think about that, the impact to those that are renting uh, has been really meaningful. In that, as rents rise, their you know amount of money they're spending on rent versus the amount of money they'd be spending on other things increases and it limits their ability to afford other things in their life. So um, part of the reason why it's such a focus of, of what we talk about, because it also impacts a lot of our clients or first-time buyers, et cetera, and how they think about things. Um, but it also is something that comes up a lot as we talk about the CPI reports and some of the different components there and what the government's trying to do and how they're trying to respond to some of the increases we've seen. As a uh, sidebar here, I saw a video today of an agent talking about um, sellers and buyers, people who own a house and are looking to buy another house. When they're interviewing their agents, the number one question they should ask them is, what do you think I should do with my house in order to decide and figure out if that agent actually cares about them or not? Hmm. And she said, you should ask them that question. And if their first response is, well, you should sell it because it's never never been a better better time time to sell a house or interest rates are going up, we don't know what's going to happen, like you should sell it, versus could you hold on to the property and rent it and buy another house? She said you should run the other direction because they clearly don't care about your well-being because if they're caring about your well-being, they're doing everything in their possibility to have you hold that property for the long term and rent it out. Or to give you my favorite word with clients, options. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's 
that's just a piece there on the side note. We've talked about it before. Make sure if you are talking to clients, you give them that option because if you can help them grow their wealth and make more money, they're going to they're gonna refer you to other people and it's just going to be better for your business in the long term. Um, so rents recently have been going up a lot, obviously, in the last decade. That has started in the last, I would say, 12 months to kind of start to change a little bit. So mm-hmm. can you give me a breakdown of what that's been looking like lately? And then we'll break that down specifically by region because that's the biggest differences. I mean, it really can only be broken down by region, really. So it because it, it varies just so much. Because, um, you know, here in the Midwest and in the Northeast, the, the rents have actually still been going up uh, year over year. Midwest being 4.6, Northeast being 1.2%. Um, but on the West Coast, the median median asking rent uh, dropped 1.1%. In the South, it fell 0.3%. So sitting here in Minneapolis, we're feeling pretty good about things. But we've talked about it before. Um, typically, the West Coast has some really crazy reactions when things change in the market. So they'll see, you know, Boise, Idaho, Las Vegas, Nevada, like some of these places in just in sales prices, we saw you know, Boise, I think, had a 40% up year one year. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Some of these, some of these like really hip towns that are up and coming had that happen. But then, you know, Boise had a down, like huge, huge down uh, year in pricing uh, recently. Um, Whereas here in the Midwest, we tend to have more stable increases and decreases. So uh, across the country, it's definitely flattened out. You know, I think Josh talked about eight to 10% has been what we've been seeing in the last few years. And no one's seeing that anymore. Um, but that being said, some some regions are seeing it drop and others are actually still seeing it rise. And the Midwest seeing it rise probably a little bit higher than it historically has. Yeah. And it's an important point to kind of break this down, right? Because it's going to be very easy to see articles or to have your clients be seeing articles that say, you know, X, Y, or Z is true. You know, and most of those things are being since you know, created at the, you know, macro US level. When the reality is, is when you think about them at a more micro level, it's going to be a smaller impact or a much different impact. I mean, even like if you want to break down Minnesota, which is different than the Midwest, right? The cities versus the suburbs is going to be a different reality. And so the point is more so understand on a more you know localized basis how some of these things are likely to affect you or your clients. Don't just say, here they are globally but be able to essentially deflect the question when someone says, hey, rents are going to fall because they're overbuilding. It's like, well, where are they overbuilding? Is it happening you know, everywhere? And even in Minnesota, if they're overbuilding, are they overbuilding in the suburbs versus the cities? Where are you looking to do what you're trying to do? It will still create certain opportunities for different people to have success. The other piece that I, I tried to find data on that I couldn't because when people talk about adding rental units and, and that the rental market, because we are adding rental units at a pretty high clip here. I mean, they're building apartment buildings everywhere, but we, we can't get data that deciphers the difference between the apartment building that they build in St. Louis Park, for example, because that's where all of ours are, versus a single family house in Bronx Park that is going to have significantly higher demand because these people don't want to be in another apartment building. Potentially, yeah. But if rental rates are squeezed in apartment commercial buildings, then in theory, then the optionality changes. So let's say you're buying single family rentals, know what the market looks like for rental apartments in your space, because if they're having vacancies and they're cutting rates way down, then it's a different conversation as they debate single family versus apartment than it is maybe today. It could come back and squeeze you a little bit. 
Um, interestingly, in our market, though, we've seen, I talked to a property manager and I said the same thing. It's like they're building these buildings everywhere, but the population growth is not happening as meaningfully as it feels like the commercial residences are getting put up. And he said, what we're seeing is we're actually seeing vacancies increase within some of the cities. So people are moving out of the cities into these new buildings. And so even though we have more units, the ability for these units to be filled is still there because it's just a change of where people are flowing. And so I've, I've been trying to kind of wrap my head around some of the building that's happening here because as we've seen so many of them. Yeah. And we've seen stabilization in terms of, you know, what inventory is being put on the market. We've seen more rental single family homes because people are holding onto their rates. It does seem like there's an oversupply situation, but then when you think more locally, it does actually kind of make sense. So it's just another tidbit to have in your brain as you think about things is try your best to understand the local impacts of some of the things that are happening. You mentioned vacancies. I just wanted to make sure we added that data in here. Can you touch on kind of what that looks like versus last year? Yeah. So right now it's at 6.3% versus 5.6% last year. Um, Historically, that's still seemingly pretty low. Uh, If you look at, you know, during the the Great Recession, we've talked to our good friend who owned lots of property around then. It was hovering around 10. It even got up to 11.1, which is the highest in history, it appears, um, that it was ever tracked. And it's pretty much just been going down since then. So, you know, you wouldn't think of uh, 2014 to 2020 as a terrible time to be an investor. Um, But during that time period, the uh, every single quarter that it was tracked, it was higher than it is today. So we're prices, s- prices were real nice, though, weren't they? They were real nice, right? But from a vacancy perspective, yeah, um, harder to find tenants. It it has been, uh, you know, it's still lower than it's been historically. I don't. This doesn't give me the average, but I'm guessing based on looking at this, it's somewhere between seven and eight percent, probably. Um, so six point three is not historically that bad, but again, it is up from last year. So it's going up just slightly. Yeah, 0.7%. Do we, I know we don't have a magic eight ball. Do we have any prediction if that will, would continue to increase, we think? The, the rate component seems like it will continue to play a role in this, right? So as rates stay high, uh, supply stays low, people's ability, if they're going to move, to potentially keep their houses stays high. So those are all things that supply or that impact the supply side. In theory, as that happens, plus people are building on some of these commercial developments that they created prior to the rate increases that we saw or started building back then, um, you're continuing to add supply to the marketplace in that scenario. So if we continue to see a trend of new supply, but we also continue to see a trend of unaffordable options, right? So first-time homebuyers are paying more than ever on their monthly payments because the rates are so high, the affordability index is at an all-time low, and then rent rates continue to go up, right? You're either going to see vacancies go up and rent rates slide to try to fill those vacancies, um, or you're going to see maybe people just start moving in with their parents and vacancies continue to go up. So you do have a squeeze on affordability. When the squeeze on affordability happens, it probably will create more density within existing single-family homes that would limit the buy, the demand side while supply is going up and would squeeze or put put a squeeze on both rental prices and on vacancy. Well, and we talked about recently that the the median sized single family home is at its lowest point since 2010 as well. So, we're we're seeing um, the size of homes, so consolidation to Josh's point drop, so the number of square footage per person drop. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the same sort of conversation, right? So do people 
have four people live in a three bedroom? Do they move in with family? Um, find a smaller unit than they're currently in. I think you're going to see a lot of that typically. And I think this happened last time around. The ones that are building the super high end, larger units are the ones that are the first ones to have to chase their tail Mm -hmm. because they're chasing it on its way down, right? Because if people are saying, you know, for 2,500 bucks a month, I can live in a 1,200 square foot two bed, or I can go to a 900 square foot two bed for 2,000 bucks a month you start to see people push their way down. And then those people that were going to look at the $2,000 a month one are now looking at the $1,500 a month one. And these the $2,500 one's the one that's actually holding a lot of the vacancy likely. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that all filters up. And on the, the topic of construction, when those starts actually get completed, are they able to fill them quickly, um, given the majority of them, at least in our local area, are pretty high-end luxury type rental projects. Yep. That was the other number on here that I found interesting was you saw the rental vacancy rate rise 0.7%, but they also said on here that finished residential projects in buildings with five or more units rose 29% in the same year over year period, which you added a significant amount of uh, rentals to the market, but the vacancy rate didn't rise that much, which is unique because you would think that you wouldn't have filled as many of those as they did. But given the supply shortage in the market, given the interest rates and the impact that has on affordability, renting becomes a better option. It's just a question of, you know, inflation still, you know, problematic. We're seeing it in terms of even worker behavior, right? All the strikes that are going on because workers are struggling to make a wage that they feel is allowing them to pay their bills. It does create scenarios where people are left with unfortunate decisions on, you know, do we consolidate families into smaller, into, into households to be able to afford our life again? So there, I think to AJ's point about the, and to your point about the growth in these new buildings, at some point there could be an oversupply situation here. But once again, it's going to be so much impacted by every market and the landscape, right? Where we've seen like, you know, folks move out of downtown Minneapolis where all the luxury units were, and now the luxury units are in the Western suburbs. And so there wasn't a lot of luxury units in the Western suburbs and they're filling up, but then it impacts supply somewhere else. So it's just a, it's, it's very local in terms of how it hits you. But as you're thinking about rentals and what's going to happen to your rentals, like we have our, our little moat that we own. Um, it is something that matters to us where if all of a sudden, let's say all the St. Louis park condo or uh, apartment buildings had to drop rents because they weren't filling up that could impact our ability to keep our rents where And they I are. think it might a little bit. I've talked to people about this before. The one thing that I have noticed, at least when I have shown property and I talk to some of these tenants and all that, it's not always a one-to-one comparison. For sure. A lot of them are looking for, I want to have a big dog. None of the apartments allow that. I want a fenced-in yard or I want to do a bonfire back here. I don't have to go down. A lot of it is related to animals, to be honest. I mean, like, yep. Most of our tenants have dogs and they don't want to go down three flights of stairs with their dog to let them out to go to the bathroom. Um, so again, I, I do think that is, it is applicable because if you look at it still, you'd say whether it's one separation away or it's a few separations away, right. Which is one person making a decision that impacts another person that impacts another person and then it impacts us. It will, it will be a factor. And I think on your point on the 29%, which is a huge number um, of more finished products, uh, buildings, the biggest thing to understand there is that those decisions were made so many years ago, like 2020 happened. I'm sure the ones that are finishing now, 2020 happened and they were like, 
The market's crazy. Real estate's the same thing great. as real estate agent count, right? You know, a rates, real estate agent count boomed in 2020. Yep. Now it's going to come down. Rates are low. But but even like in this kind of thing, it's like rates are low. Yep. Let's get into some projects, right? And then they they take two, three years to finish these 100 unit buildings or whatever. And now they're finishing at a time when they probably wish that they weren't. Yep. Um. So it will be interesting to track that vacancy rate, I think, because there is a, there is a lagging. Yeah, there's a lagging indicator there. And and the twenty nine percent could balloon to forty percent next quarter because there's still a, you drive around town yep. and there's oh cranes gosh. everywhere, right? So it it'll be interesting to see again to Josh's point, not just uh, here locally but across the country, kind of what impact that has on those vacancies. Yep. The key point here is regardless of what's happening with the headlines and what they're saying about rentals, your clients in the long run, in the history of real estate forever in the United States, are better off if they can hold on to property and have more than one house. So your first response to them ever should be trying to figure out if they can hold a property, if they can rent that property out. And if they really don't want to be property owners and landlords, as they call them, the good news is you have high flame property management. Well, you've never won the board game Monopoly just going around the board and paying everyone else rent. <laughs> You're right. You just never have. No. So, I mean, yeah, if you can accumulate assets, it's an advantage for you in the future. And notably three next to each other so you can have a hotel. Yes, exactly. We're, part. we're almost there. We're close. Does that mean we have to knock all three of them down, right? And then Yes. Or do but you, I think St. Louis Park you just plays remove them and You just remove them and then place it. It's I will be simple. calling Aaron at the city as soon yeah. as we get three next to each other and say, Monopoly rules. Sorry. We, we bought three and we're going to put a hotel right yep. here. You guys can't stop us. It's we Monopoly. We needed that one yep. on Hampshire so bad. I know. It would have been close. Yeah. Well, that's all we have this week, unless you guys have anything else to add here. It's beautiful. That's the rental market. And I'm sure we'll continue to get into this every quarter is my guess, just to keep you guys updated. Uh, And as always, remember, be better. Goodbye.